The message you're about listening to was preached at Restoration Worship Center, a youth church of the redeemed Christian Church of God. It is our prayer that as you listen, the Lord will bless you. We are doing for Him, and any sowing you have done in this church this year, you will reap in the name of Jesus. Some of us are long faces that have met and we still see each other. I pray for you, as many that have labored in this church. Go and write it down. This year, you will reap abundant harvest in the name of Jesus. I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, when pastor told me I'll be ministering throughout this, convent, I mean, this anniversary, a week before, God took me into a trance. I saw myself in restoration. I didn't know what brought me. I just saw myself preaching. And I kept it to myself. So when he told me, I just knew, I, because I was thinking it's a future thing, but when he told me, I know he's a man that God has actually spoke to. And I salute you, sir. Our relationship will work stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. For some of us that doesn't read our Bible often, Second Peter is in the New Testament as you just continue to open, or you can start from the book of Revelation and be opening backward. You will see Peter that is after First John. If you are there, say Amen. I'll read verse 3 to verse 5. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partaker of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Verse 5, And beside this, giving all diligence, heart to your faith virtue, and to virtue, Knowledge. Tell your neighbor, add to your faith virtue. Add to virtue knowledge. Look at another person, tell them, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, add knowledge. I'll be sharing a message that I titled Advancing Your Destiny through spiritual intelligence. Say after me, advancing I can't hear you. Your destiny through spiritual intelligence. Can you say that one more time? Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will take charge of this meeting in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask Holy Spirit that you will spark your light in the heart of everyone at the sound of my voice. You will cause this world to come alive. You will cause it to illuminate our heart, to change our life in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of doubt, whatever power that contend with the word of God in the heart of man, I bind you over this service in the name of Jesus. I release spirit of truth over this meeting and I ask Holy Spirit you will use every faculty in me to minister grace and accuracy of your word to your people 
and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now, I want to share some truth with us today. Please take note of everything I will say here. Because as we go a long way to change our life, it's a special message for this anniversary. On Saturday, I'll be addressing another issue. And on Sunday, by the special grace of God, we'll be ministering to us in power. And I trust God that God will visit us throughout this day in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to know that you have destiny. Tell your neighbor, I have destiny. Tell another person you have destiny. What do you mean that by destiny? Destiny is simply the plan or the thought of God towards your life. Amen? What is destiny? Destiny is the desire of God, what God wants you to be. Don't think that destiny is when you have accident, one leg is broken, and people look at you and say, ah, it is God that has programmed it like that. That is not God. That is not destiny. When you are going through terrible things in life, the other faith will say that there's nothing like that as far as the children of God are concerned. What is the plan of God for you? God wants you to enjoy your life. Amen? God wants you to have progress in life. Everybody say, God wants me to have progress in life. God wants you to be somebody he can show as an example of someone that should be in the kingdom. For example, God look at Job. He said, have you considered my servant? That there is no one like him. What, what is God doing concerning Job? God was using the progress life of Job to boast. So God delights pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So it is not the plan of God for you to remain stagnated. Say in the name of Jesus. Every force of stagnation over my life and destiny, they are destroyed in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to listen to this message because it will address a lot of fundamental issues in our lives. Most people don't know that when you become born again, your destiny in God is secured. Amen? Everything you will become in God, God has secured it for you when you give your life to Christ. And that was what first Peter, Second Peter chapter 1 has told us. He said he has given to us all things. How many things? I can't hear you. He said all things that pertains to life and to godliness. When he's talking about life, he's talking about this world. He's not talking about the life of God. Amen. The godliness aspect of it is talking about the life of God. He's talking about spiritual power. He's talking about ability to cast out demons. But when he talks about uh, to life, he's talking about marriage, finance, good health. Something that wants you to enjoy your life, long life. So God has made provision for it and he has credited your account with it. Am I speaking to somebody? Please follow me. So everything you will need to become in God, Jesus will not come back again to die for it. He has died for it once and for all. So if you refuse to become it, it is not God's fault. Some of you say, Pastor, why am I still single? Why am I still broke? Why is it that I'm not making progress? If it's not God's fault, as far as God is concerned, God did not see you broke. He did not see you single. Because God is not living in the realm of time. 
He's living in the realm of eternity. So when he sees you, he sees the person he has made. So God expects your life to conform to what he has done in Christ Jesus. And that was what Paul was saying. He said, I am striving to make sure that whatever God has made me to be in the realm of the spirit, I become it physically. Where we are missing it and the teachers of grace, where they are missing it is because they leave it at that realm. That God has done everything for us. So therefore, there is nothing we need to do. We just need to enjoy it. Let me tell us this, because this is a youth church. Some of us will listen to some of these people that preach grace. I believe in grace message, but the grace message does not only tell you you should leave everything to God. Amen? The grace has two legs. There's a leg of what Christ has done, which Peter told us, according as his divine power, he has given. Everybody say he has given. You don't need to pray for it. He has given. But there's another leg, amen, of grace. Where Paul said that, I labor abundantly, yet not I, but the grace of God. So whatever God has given to you may not come into your hand if you don't know how to assess it. Let me give us this simple illustration. How many of us here are Nigerians? Raise up your hand. Okay, we have expatriates, so many. If you are Nigerian, raise up your hand. How many of us have heard about survivor fund that the central government is giving? How many of us know it's our money? It's not that government work for it and they want to favor us. It's our money. Raise it up your hand. Okay, let me ask. How many of us know it's your money? Now, how many of us has gotten it? You have received survivor fund. You see, I can count only four or five people. It shows that though it's a common wealth, it's something that belongs to everybody. Amen? Government will not give you simply because you are Yoruba or Ibu Hausa. Amen? They give you because you are citizen. So as a citizen, you qualify to receive survivor fund. So if you are not getting survivor fund, it is not the fault of the government. It is because you are yet to meet the criteria. You don't say, oh, pastor, you don't understand. They use politics. No, wait. I am not a politician. I realize that some of my members, they are not working. And I have a company that I've registered long ago. So when I saw the survivor fund, I called some of my church members, I put their name there, registered them, put their, uh, what is it called, BVN and things like that. And they were receiving alerts. Amen. As, as of today, they've paid another one. Somebody called and said, Pastor, I, I saw 30,000. Now, can you imagine all of us here that, be, that qualify for the same? And you are not being given. Is it because you sinned? Eh? Is it because you are not a Nigerian? Simply because there are certain criteria you need to meet. You need to fill a form, or somebody needs to fill a form on your behalf, put your name there, put your details there. You need to have this, you need to have that. Submit the form, they will screen, and when you are qualified, they give you. 
So also in the kingdom of God, anything you will become in God, God has finalized it. Your marriage finalized. Everybody say, my marriage has been finalized. My prosperity has been finalized. The question is, why am I not enjoying what God has done or prepared for me? The reason why we are not enjoying it is simple. Some of us, we don't have what is called spiritual intelligence. Tell your neighbor, are you intelligent spiritually? Now, when you talk about intelligence, we have all forms of intelligence. My message will be very brief tonight, but it's going to address certain issues, and I trust God that today, God will break loose the shackle of ignorance in our lives in the name of Jesus. What is spiritual? We have all manner of intelligence. We have what is called IQ. How many of us have heard about IQ before? IQ is what is called intelligent quotient. Those are the academic uh, intelligence you acquire in school. There's what is called emotional intelligence. That is ability to manage and rule your spirit. Some people, they are A1, A1, A1 in secondary school, first class student, but when they marry their wife, they kill her out of anger. He's brilliant, but he cannot manage his emotion. And Bible said a man that cannot manage his spirit is like a city without wall. Now we have what is called native intelligence. Everyone say native intelligence. Let me share briefly to us about that. Our mothers, most of them, they are not educated. I can say about my mom. My mom didn't go to school. And I know some of us that our mothers, maybe they go to primary school or standard six of those days. Some of them, they don't, they don't have ability to read and write, to read about marriage, how to stay in their husband's house. But do you know that some of these women, they stay in their husband's house 30 years, 40 years. And some of us here, we are educated. Yet, we can't keep home. So, there are native intelligence, their own mother taught them. Amen. What is those native intelligence? Amen. So, they've tutored them. When the husband is foaming, shouting, showing that he's the lion of the tribe of this house, the wife keep quiet. He will not talk that time. Amen. And if anything happens, the wife will start to cry. At times, he will need to worry me. Amen. Because he knows that that has not removed anything from her. Amen. Else, she's doing that to do what? To keep her home. But here we are. IQ. We have IQ. But, you want to be calling yourself how much is the dowry you pay? Did they sell me to you? Amen. Pastor, let him go. So, it is not the fact that you are born again, automatically you will be spiritually intelligent. You can be born again and still be stupid. You say, Pastor, what do you mean? We oftentimes as pastors overrate salvation. Let me share this with us. Salvation is a key to making heaven. To making the heart, you need beyond salvation. You can be born again and still be stupid. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. He said, oh foolish Galatians, 
Go and read chapter 1 of Galatia. He called them born again saints. Washed by the precious blood of Jesus. They were happy. He was hyping them. But when he gave them all the good things, he looked at them again. He said, let me be honest with you. You are born again. Oh. You are holy. You are sanctified. But you are foolish. The other word for foolish is what? You are stupid. Amen. So it's very possible for somebody to be born again and still be spiritual stupid. And let me share this with you. For you in life to advance in your destiny is not a function of grace alone. What I mean by grace, it's not a function of what God has provided in Christ Jesus alone. It's just a platform. Everybody says it's a platform. So what God is saying is that when you are born again, although some of us, our parents might be poor. Amen. Let's take for instance, Dan Gote's child become born again. You know, he has good background. He's, at, he's not at, at Erofo. He's not even at Apata. That one is at a good, at a dollar today. Amen. But some of us, we are at Erofo, at Apata. So you don't have the same background to compete in life. So somebody had an advantageous background more than the other. But when you become born again and Dangote's son become born again, God said in the kingdom you have equal platform. What is the equal platform? The blood of Jesus has purchased for you and for Dangote's son that has given his life to Christ to be on the same level. So God is not going to relate to Dangote's son special that it will relate to you. God will not relate to Big Gate's son special in the kingdom that it will relate to you. Though you are from inside and inside of Mushi, amen. You are from Ojuwoye, you are from, uh, you know, inner, inner, inner. God sees you precious. And he brings somebody from Banana Island. He rates you and puts both of you on the same platform. Now said, the, how you will become in life in God is now a function of your spiritual intelligence. And when it comes to spiritual intelligence, it's not taught in school. Academics will not give it. Are you with me? Exposure to life, the fact that you have been able to travel to Dubai, go to, um, you know, where is this um, Caribbean Republic? What's the name of that place um, where people normally go as a. Paris, you know, you have traveled wide. It will not give you latitude or opportunity to advance in the kingdom that somebody that has never even taken place before. As far as God is concerned, you're on the same level. What will bring difference between you and the other person that become born again with you is your spiritual intelligence. Everything is my spiritual intelligence. And let me share this illustration while I'm bringing my message home. How many of us are following me? Please listen to this very well. Jacob and Esau came from the same womb. How many of us agree to that? The same father gave birth to them. The same brother gave birth to them. Most of the time when we read the prophecy that says the elder will serve the younger, it disabuses our mind or it makes our mind not to appreciate something. That Jacob and Esau, their age mates, how many of us know their age mates? They were not born, someone born this month, the other one born next year. They were not born next month. 
both of them came the same day. It might be different hours interval or different minutes interval. They can't call themselves brother, you know, in Yoruba land. Say so it's your egg, you call him brother. It is your younger one. You understand? As far as they are concerned, how many of us are twins here? Where's your second? He, he has gone to buy something. It's available. Where's your second? It's not in restoration. The question I want to ask is she a male or female? Do you need that? Are you tired or kind? Does she kneel down to greet you in the morning? Does she respect you specially? How do, do you relate? Do you understand what I'm saying? So there is no basis for seniority. So as far as Jacob and Esau is concerned, there is no basis for seniority. They have the same platform, the same father, the same mother. But when they were about to be born, there is a sense of destiny in them. They were struggling that I will be the one to come first. You will not be the one to come first. I will be the one to come. As they were struggling, even though they are not born again, subconsciously, they carry seed of destiny. They know that anybody that comes first has advantage. Especially if you are Abrahamic child. I mean, you are operating Abrahamic covenant. So Esau came first. So the father knew that for the covenant of Abraham, anybody that comes first, he received double. Everyone say double. So if there's going to be provision, sharing of will, it will take two. Then they will share the rest. So the father said, this is the one that came first. So Esau is in advantageous position to Jacob because of the circumstances of birth. Amen. But by the word of prophecy and the election of grace, Jacob is in advantageous position. Amen. Spiritually, they've said, the elder will serve the younger. But that is just said in reality. Who is the God? Esau. But the difference between both Esau and Jacob is spiritual intelligence. Jacob sits with the mother. The mother has told him, while we were in the womb, when you were in the womb, I cried to God, me and your father. God told us that the one that comes next will be the one that will be great. And the one that comes first will serve him. But in the process of time, they were growing. This other one doesn't care about spiritual inheritance. Are you with me? He care about what he can get now. So as far as spiritual life is concerned, he's stupid. Although it belongs to the family of covenant. When he was hungry, the only thing he can sell for food is his birthright. So what is born again? Let them sleep with me and give me a job, Jerry, and then we'll settle the whole thing. Are you with me? Said, what is bad right to me? Take it. Because he knows that nobody is there. And when the time comes, he will still collect it. And when the process of time came, the father said, I'm going to die. Go and get me the food, the one I like. The mother had it and told the son. He said, I am your mom. 
by spiritual intelligence, this feeding is the last one. Am I speaking to somebody? So there are blessings that is once and for what? And for all. If you don't get it that time, you can never get it again. One of such is this covenant that Isaac wants to release on Jacob. Said, This is the last. He must have been praying for you. This one, your father is hungry, not ordinary hunger. An hunger that will empty whatever is in the spirit to the next generation. So go and get him that food before your brother bring it. And I said, Sir, mommy, this is lying. What of if my dad knows? Say, okay, that's another spiritual problem. You know, it's an equation we are solving. The first equation is go and get him the food. The second equation is he may cost me. Okay? In the realm of the spirit, cost can be transferred. Amen? So, any cost that comes upon you, let him land on me. I will take it. So, no matter the cost he pronounced on you, you'll be exonerated. So the boy went by spiritual intelligence disguised as Esau. And he ate. He gave the father the food. The father said, are you sure you are Esau? He said, yes. He ate it. And he said, come my son. And he pronounced blessings upon him. Amen. And as he finished emptying the blessing, the younger brother, elder brother came. He said, father, this is... And Bible said, the father trembled. Everyone said tremble. Do you know the reason why he trembled? Let me give us this scenario. Assuming you are hungry here now, you are hungry. And they said, What do you like to eat? What's your best? You say, Ah, Pastor, are you sure you can provide it? I said, Yes. So I knew I like pounded jam with a goosey or shiki nuts. This, you know, shiki, the one that a goosey soup, and let them put stock fish. Some people are already sitting, they are salivating now. Amen. And let them put. Goat meat. What do they call it? Uh, we call it ogufe. Let them put ogufe there or bush meat. And I said, okay, do you know what? You take money. Go and get it. You take money. Go and get it. And two people left. Before we could say Jack, the first person came. You finish, your tummy is already bulgy. You wash it down with very cold water. <sighs> Now, the second person came. Are you going to eat it? Eh? Because in economics, that's what is called, when, 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 that's what is called, eh? The law of diminishing return. God bless you, my pastor. The things you need that time, when you take it, it reduces your need. You get to a time, you get to satisfaction. So, anyone after that, it doesn't make meaning. So the man has eaten, he has emptied the blessing. The boy said, even if now he said there's nothing, don't let me deceive you. Whatever I give to you is just a, it's just a word of mouth. Here, escaping from my mouth. The real blessing has gone to your brother. Jacob got the blessing, not because he was elected by grace. Amen. Although prophecy has said it would be great. But he got it by spiritual intelligence. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? So the fact that God said you will be this does not automatically qualify you for it. You need to be spiritually intelligent to have it. 
Let me share this quickly. I'm not saying it's because it's here, but I need to share it. Some years back, I think to be precise, 2015, I was very much in restoration. And uh, that year, God, one of the things that God gave me that I appreciate Him for is spiritual intelligence. Amen. Amen. I realized that I need more than this. I want to be more than this. So I was praying. I was praying. One day I was in the restroom and God said, I want you to give so 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 amount of money to three of your pastors. I said, God, who? God, the first person God told me was Pastor Shegun. Amen. And I don't have that money. Amen. The money that I have was the one that I will use to pay the children's school fees. And that money was not complete. Praise God. So we just kept part of the money that nothing will touch this. When I had that, God gave me a wife that when I say God said, that's the end. So I called her. I said, do you know God said something? I said, what? I said, God said, I should give Pastor Shegun this. I should give this to this person and this person. He said, where are we going to get it? I said, the students could fees, of course. Praise God. He said, how are we going to pay the students? I said, we trust God. Pastor knew my state that time. Amen. That things were rough. And it was early in the year. I think it was around January, February. So I called him. I packaged the offering. I gave it to him. I didn't say, yeah, I should be with a friend. I quickly knelt down. You remember? He collected the money and prayed for me. That year, I gave... Okay, let me, let me tell you. It's small money now. I gave 10000 10000 10000 Making thirty. But that year miraculously, without saving, I bought a car. Without saving, I pay cash. It's not four cylinder, six cylinder. Amen? That year, for the first time I traveled out, I bought tickets. Travel to South Africa, use only five days, and come back. Praise God. That year, that year I became a parish pastor. Now, can you quantify that with small seed? There's a way you move your destiny forward. All of us are equal. But in life, what will make one to outshine the other is spiritual intelligence. Some of you, you still go to your pastor to borrow money. I'm not saying you, if you need, the church is there to take care of you. But something is not telling us. Some of us, a power has blindfolded us to see into the reality of the fact that Jesus will not always be with you. Amen. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Judas went to Jesus. How can they waste this alabaster box? Amen. That will have sold it and give to the poor. Jesus said, come, you are one of my pastors. The poor you are talking about will continue to be here. But me, I will not continue to be here. That this thing that this woman did was because she was spiritually intelligent. Let me shock us. The alabaster box, according to the Bible tradition, the alabaster box, you know, um, Judas was cost accountant. He has costed it. He said it's 
300 denarii. 300 denarii is one year salary. Somebody used his one year salary to waste it for his pastor. Judas now said, is that money too much? Imagine some of us collect 50,000 as salary. Multiply by 12. How much is that? So 600,000. And you now bought something, you break it, you waste it. Jesus now said, it's because this woman is spiritually intelligent. Because she, something has told her that nobody will be able to embalm Jesus. Amen. Whatever you want to do for him in his death, do it now. So she brought it and broke it. People now said, some people said, I will bless my pastor. When he die, I will be the one to embalm him. Three of them, Mary, uh, Magali, Mary, and uh, Mata, all of them, very early in the morning, they decided to go and do the embalmment. And when they got there, they said, it's too late. It's no more here. Somebody has done it before time. He has received his reward. The time you are waiting for, when pastor will be doing his birthday, how will do this? That time will not come. It's not dying. Amen? But there are times you do certain things, you connect yourself to blessing. That is spiritual intelligence, is ability to know what to do to get yourself to the next level that God has designed for your life. Bible said the men of Issachar, they understand the times and what Israel ought to do. What happened to the, the same colleague? He said all their colleagues, they were at their instruction. God will lift you. God will deliver you from spiritual ignorance. In the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your hand and say, Father, deliver me from spiritual ignorance. Deliver me from spiritual ignorance. I want you to pray that prayer in a minute. God, deliver me from every spirit of ignorance. From every spirit of stupidity. He said they have eyes they could not see. They have ear they could not hear. Things are happening around them. They don't perceive it. I want you to pray and say, God, deliver me. Move my destiny forward. Move my destiny forward. Move my destiny forward. Move my destiny forward. Deliver me from ignorance. Show me what to do. 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 In Jesus' name we are praying. Let me bring this message home. When David gave birth to Solomon, he told Solomon, uh, he has several children, you know that. Out of the children of David, the ones that are prominent is Adonijah. Another one is Absalom. Another one is this one that raped his sister. What is his name? Amnon, is it? Amnon. And the rest. All of them are prince. Just like you are born again. But David took Solomon and told him, I don't know what will happen now. I'm dying. That is Proverbs chapter 4. He said, in your life, if they bring iPhone 12, 12 what? Pro, Pro what? S whatever. Pro Max. And they bring wisdom. Choose wisdom. Don't choose property. Choose wisdom. Wisdom is number one thing to choose. Spiritual intelligence. 
That is what will make you. That is what will establish you. That is what will give you destiny. That is what will give you future. He taught him. And later in the book of First Chronicles chapter 29, from verse 10, David called people and was worshipping God. After they worshipped God, Bible said they slaughtered that day 1,000 burnt offering. That is bullock. They slaughtered 1,000 rams and 1,000 lamb. I was asking my church member, how much is a cow? A big one in market. I did a little bit of cow business. Who can tell us an average price? 300,000. God bless you. Can we please clap for her? Now, 300,000 times 1,000. How much is that? Eh? Eh? 30 million. Am I right? You, are, you go back to school and do your mathematics. Okay, let's do it together. 300,000 times 10. Times another 10. Times another 10. Because in 1,000, how many 10 do you have there? 30. That's why they put 30 zero. So that is 300 million offering. They didn't stop there. They now take ram. How much is a big ram? In market. Some people say 120. Am I right? But let's bring this big one. The people said it's around 100. So let's take 100 times 1,000. That is 100,000. Lamp also. I mean, the female times 1,000. That is in a service. His father, David, gave 500 million offering in Nigerian money. Amen. Current rate. The following chapter, Solomon said, if my father can do this, I can do it. He located one of the high places in Gibeon. And when he got there, the Bible said he offered the same thing he saw his father offer, a thousand bond offering. And that very night, God appeared to him and said, ask me anything. So he remember what his father told him, spiritual intelligence. So I don't need, I don't need money. I don't need iPhone. Amen. Some of us ladies, I know. God give me the one that has not been manufactured. iPhone 15 premium. And give me Bentley. Give me house in Banana Island. And you don't have the capacity to retain it. It will soon get away from your hand. Amen. So I don't need all those things. I know if I have spiritual intelligence, I will command the rest. And that is why it is white people that are ruling us. Even though we have president, even though we have our nation, they are still ruling us. Because these guys are more intelligent than you people. Where you get money, where, where do you take it to? Britain. As far as life is concerned, the richest place in the world is Africa. Go to Britain, they don't have anything. Go to US, maybe they have, they have oil, they have few things. But our UK, nothing. You wonder how are they making it? Go to South Africa, several things, some to Nigeria, petrol, everything you need, raw material, we are there. But we are stupid. So Jacob we always collect from Esau, whatever he claims to have. I pray for you, you will not be stupid. 
I said you will not be stupid. Now I want to share one of the areas of spiritual intelligence to you tonight. And that is, and this is what God told me, I stand on this holy altar, I lie not. Pastor will not want me to do this. Amen. And I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. But I want you to know that the best way to fast forward your destiny, are you listening to me? Is to sow to your pastor. And I will share a life testimony. I have an assistant in my parish. Pastor know him, knows him. The guy was struggling. Amen. If it's here, I will say it. It is the wife that is working. He has one small kiosk that he built for a shop. He didn't sell, you, you know him. He didn't sell anything. But it's the wife's salary everybody's depending on. But a very simple person, but he's intelligent. Amen. When I mean intelligent, I'm not talking about physical. He's somebody that is ready to do whatever you say God said we should do. Amen. One year we are planning to do a program just like you do your traditional Sunday. And I used to excuse him because I know he doesn't have money, you understand. But that year I said, Pastor, you will give us 20,000. My family will give 40,000. This and that. He didn't object. I don't, maybe he taxed his wife or whatever. He brought the money. I said, Pastor, God bless you. And do you know for the first time that year, something opened up for him. What opened up for him has been there. Refused to open up. And what was that? His wife was working with an expatriate, this Lebanese, that has a supermarket and pharmacy. And people supply them drugs in those pharmacies. And they pay them every week. And for the first time, it just occurred to the wife and to him that you can be supplying drugs now. He said, how am I going to do it? I don't have company. I don't know. He said, I will link you with somebody, part of the vendors. They used to buy it in a code there. So he went to go and make research. They discovered that it's in a code, inside the code, that they buy it. You buy it there and supply in Adiola Odeku. He said, Pastor, my wife said this. I said, no problem. I'll give you my own company. Submit it. Submit my account. Anytime money land, I'll forward it back to you. So he went to go and meet the suppliers, told them, if you, I will buy from you, you give me one week, I will, I will return. They were skeptical initially, some of them agreed, so we buy, we go and deliver. The wife, because he works there, amen, make sure that he use whatever he can use so that they quickly do that of his husband. And she has access to invoice, how much others are supplying. So we tell the husband, this one, make it this price. This one, make it this price. This one is almost finished. Quickly, he positioned himself there. That business has been there, but was not open. Because the spiritual intelligence was not involved. So after that, the thing opened up. And the alerts will come. 500,000, 300,000. Afford the money to him because I don't know how much is drug money. So we we'll continue like that. At a time, it just started something strange. Amen. Virtually every week, he will send me money, ten thousand. Virtually, maybe twice in a week, ten thousand. At times, twenty thousand, five thousand, fifteen. 
at times in a month as if he's paying me salary. Amen. Recently, I'm talking about this Sunday. I called him. I said, Pastor, the way this thing is moving, I hope you are doing something. I said, Pastor, I'm trying. I said, I almost complete my house. I opened my mouth. I thought one, two bedroom stuff somewhere. He showed me the building. It was massive. This guy is yet to be fought. But he's spiritually intelligent to understand that each time he sold to this man, and this man said, God bless you, something will happen. Baba Deboye said, January Holy Ghost night, God bless you. He said, February, God bless you. Baba will be sharing testimony that somebody sold me and came to me and gave me money, and I said, God bless you. And he comes back, things happen for him. I pray for somebody here today. God bless you. That is all we know to do. The people that God bless, they didn't just say amen. They offer something. The testimony is here. You will not listen to it. What you are claiming is what? It's not meant for you. Because fire does not fall on empty altar. For God to answer your prayer, there is something. Show me a man that is blessed of God. Only one man did nothing and God bless him. Adam. Adam did not do anything. God bless them. From that point, all that people that God bless, they did something. Noah came out of the ark, offered a sacrifice, and God smelled and God said in his heart, and God bless him. Abel, offer sacrifice. God bless him. Spiritual intelligence. God called Abraham out. He got to the land, he offered sacrifice. He saw Mekisedek. Something told him, give this man tight. He paid tight, that man bless him. He saw another three people coming. He went to go and will them. Pastor, you won't go. Come to my house. He said, no, no. He said, ah, no, no, no. Even if to give you water. He insisted. In, God was tempting him. Let me see. Let me go. He said, no. Not knowing that he's negotiating his destiny. God has been prophesying, 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 prophesying on him. He never came to pass. Last year, the same prophecy. Nothing came to pass. Previous year, the same prophecy. Nothing came to pass. Until he accosted God and killed animal and fed God. God now said, you are intelligent. All the promises is converted to reality. Now I put time to it. It's, it's there before without time. But now, by this calendar time, according to nine months that man is giving back to, I will return to you. Whatever promises I will give you, I will give you, will come to reality. Somebody is there, you are hearing this. God is telling you, do something. February, God told me some things will begin to happen. In the realm, all prophecy for this year will get fulfilled as from February. And some of us who are here, all you are expecting is somebody to come and prophesy and prophesy. But I want to do something funny here today. If you will listen to this, except I am not called of God, and except God has not asked me to do this. Will you not have testimony within three months? 
before the middle of this year, a lot of stagnation in your life will come to an end. I want you, so if you are working here, I told you a testimony, I told you of my pastor in church, several others, I don't want to go into it. I want you to make a vow that January, February, March, I want to sow this seed to the set man in this parish. And I will sow it in such a way that I will personally pray for me. If you want to do that, can you please come forward? I want to pray with you. If you are salary now, put it there. 10% of my salary, 20% of my salary, I will sow it into my pastor's life. I want some... They won't ask us. I can't go to my church and tell my member to sow into me. If they are spiritually dumb, let them be dumb. Amen. But I'm giving us opportunity to understand that this year is loaded. Amen. This year is loaded, but you need to do something to step into it. Your destiny cannot just happen. So I want you to ask God, I mean, whatever you want to give, say it in your heart to God and say, God, I respond to this message. I make up my mind to give this amount of money to your servant every month for three months. To the glory of God, God has given him triplets this year. I mean, last, was it last year? That God, I am sowing this three times. Three times, whatever you are sowing, let it be three times. I'm sowing this percent of my salary or I'm giving this amount. Don't say I'm giving one 1,000. If it's that what you want to give, go and sit down. Give that as offering. I'm talking about something you want to connect with your destiny. And I want you to take a sheet of paper if you have any and write out three major things you are trusting God for in 2021. I want you to give us opportunity. I'm sorry, I take our time. If you don't, you can share paper from somebody Write it there, your name, the three things you are trusting God for in 2021. You are trusting God for marriage, trusting God to buy your land, trusting God to build your house, trusting God to travel out of Nigeria, not to go and be washing cups, but you are trusting God for a major breakthrough. It has been like there is a stagnation somewhere. You want God to break that shackle. I want to stand on this exalted altar. Quickly do it. You have two minutes to do that. If you have written it, you raise it up shortly. I want you to write three things you, that you can measure. That these are the three things I ask God for. This is the first day of this program. That God, I am sowing this seed as a symbol of expectation of harvest. If you can get paper from somebody, you can get it from them. Make sure you write your name there because I'll be praying for you in a jiffy. And we're going to end this service. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you have written it, you can lift it up. Three things, three things. Three things you are trusting God to do in your life this year. Three major breakthroughs. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Father, I stand upon your covenant of your word that says the seed time and harvest shall not cease. I pray for everyone that has responded 
to this spiritual instruction. Whatever is delaying your destiny and life, regarding what you have written, I command that power to lose its hold over you in the name of Jesus. Everything caused stagnation. Marital stagnation, financial stagnation, stagnation in life. I command that stagnation to come to an end in the name of Jesus. From today, I hope you will say it louder, Amen. I command your heavens to be open. I command your heavens to be open. I command your heavens to be open. Between now and six months, mark my word. Between now and June, receive accelerated progress. Receive accelerated progress. Everyone that is fighting your destiny, if they will not repent, we bury them this year in the name of Jesus. I command the blessings of God to rest upon you in the name of Jesus. As you obey this instruction, let heavens be opened for you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise. I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice from today. You will no more walk in ignorance. You will no more walk in foolishness. God will give you ability to hear his voice. Ability to receive instruction from him. This year, anyone that can say a louder amen, your destiny will blow the roof. Men will share your testimony. They will celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. If you believe it, put your hands together for Jesus. Lay that thing on this altar. I want the ushers to come around, pack it, put it in an envelope, and drop it with pastor. He will pray for you. And I trust God. And I want you to congratulate your neighbor. Congratulations. 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 I see marriage galore in this church this year. I said I see marriage galore in this church this year. I see wedding. I see breakthrough of jobs. I see traveling out of this nation. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We give you all the glory. We pray the rest of the program. You will empower it and you will bless your people. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You know you have been blessed. Once again, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Our pastor, whose ministry we just received, is Pastor Yinka Omoyede. Used to be our pastor here in Restoration House. Once again, let's put our hands together. We hope you've been blessed through this message. We are open for further information, counseling, and prayers through these numbers 0802-358-6267 or 090-9558-1355. In this place.